everything's coming up to to Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the zone, simple dedication to the team when you're in the know. To to Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the soul, lifting all the positivity for the wolves to grow. So where we going from here, man? We listen week to week to get the clearest to clear. Recaps, got that. South cap, got that. Team ads, got that. So tell me what they do not have, huh? to ask, but I don't mean to go brag, but boy they got all the stats, and they could go all the way back, from KG to Zerbiak, and all I'm saying is that, the cast a one stop shot for my timber, wolves, timber, wolves, ain't a thing falling, everything's coming up, timber, wolves, timber, wolves, falling from the autumn, ain't nobody gonna stop him, it's the timber, wolves, timber, wolves, phonies you can spot them, they the sheep under their clothes, timber, wolves, timber, Welcome in to another Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. My name is Gabe Anderson, and I'm joined, as always, by Chris Emerson. Chris, how we doing? Uh, we're doing good. We're enjoying summer, you know. We're uh, right, we're moving absolutely. To the it's the dog of the days. West. What's yep, that? The dog absolutely. days, for sure. And uh, also joined, as always, by Jared Good. Jared, how we doing? Uh, doing well. Um, it's hot out. Uh, I'm inside, so that's a good start. Yeah. It, you know, it has been it has been hot. Particularly if you don't live in Minnesota, you don't know. It's it was hot, but it actually was pretty good this week. Like overall, as a week, I, I think. So uh, first, I want to start off with this question, you guys. Um, as you just saw in our intro, our clips are kind of old. Like we have the the one where Ant jumps over the guy from Toronto. That's from two years ago. Also, the uh, the D'Lo one where he hits the shot against Oklahoma City. Can you think of any other highlights that might be good for the intro? I, I'm just 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 throwing it out there if you can think of anything. Chris, you got anything? Um I also want to get rid of the get rid of the Patrick Beverly standing on the table thing. <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh I don't know. I'll go through some stuff and see if I can find anything. Like I don't yeah, I mean I, I yeah. Like I is know. any highlight like stand out? No. But I mean, oh, okay. I'm not Jer- like a highlight guy. Like I'm not oh, like okay. uh, I'm not like whoa that crossover guy. I'm like right. yeah, but that guy scored 25 on you. Like I don't care about <laughs> your crossover. So like yeah, right. I'm more of a like a big picture guy. So um, I mean, I would just put in some random stuff like a random like uh, block shot from J Mac from like, you know where a guy tries to get a layup and he blocks. Like it doesn't have to be like earth shattering. Right, moment. that's true. Jared, can you think of anything? Any highlights? Not really off the top of my head. I mean, okay. I know, I know the the easy thing to say would be the uh, the Miami dunk that didn't count yep. for Anthony Edwards, but it's kind of dumb to have a, a video that, <laughs> that didn't count. So it, it's still iconic. I I had the opportunity to be at that game. That was I lost, <laughs> and that was a big moment too because that would have put us up. I mean, we ended up winning the game, but that would have put us up like eight. Instead, Miami came the other way. I think made it a, a single digit game. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll get to work on that. Um, the other the other highlight, Nas. I was actually watching this week uh, the top hundred highlights of the season. Nas had a pretty big dunk against. I think it was oh, yeah. Dallas. Yeah, that maybe I could. Yeah. He had a couple – he had like a week and a half where he was putting like two or three like – it's almost like he had like eight extra inches on his vertical for like a week and a half, and he was just thundering them down on people. Mm-hmm. 
yeah um, yeah i don't know so yeah you see yeah we'll we'll, we'll think of something we'll, we'll find something uh anyway this is the everything's coming up timberwolves podcast i shouldn't say this at the beginning uh we're trying to get to 150 subscribers so if you're not subscribed hit that subscribe button and hit the like button as well and share this with your friends and if you're on spotify uh make sure to follow us and give us five stars so you never miss an episode so now that that's out of the way our number one topic today is d'angelo russell because we kind of got a dream scenario right now with the timberwolves we got gobert towns uh anthony edwards d and mcdaniels who as we saw, as we'll bring up in a little, just went off for 52 points, which is impressive in any capacity. But let's start with this. What do you think we should do with D'Lo? And the, I guess the options are just play him out, let us play out his contract, maybe look to move him at the trade deadline, or look to trade him, or or look for him to or, – or extend him. What do you think, Chris? Um, You know, I mean, it all the – it, you know, just like I don't think my opinions really change much. It all comes down to the number. Um, yep. If he's willing to take, you know, supposedly there's a report out that came out that said he is willing to take under the max. Um, but then I heard that there hasn't been much movement. So maybe it's not enough under the max that we think. Um, you know, we have to be real with value and we can't give, we can't be given max contracts out to just anybody. Um, especially when we're going to have two, you know, super max guys on the roster already. And, you know, Edwards is going to be a max soon. So, I mean, give me, tw- you know, give me a four year, 23 million, 22 million. I'd be cool with that each year, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, it's going to be in Delo's favor to sign a contract. He doesn't want to you know, pull a Rubio where he's playing awesome and all of a sudden blows a ligament. And now he's going into the off season on rehab, you know, and needing a new contract. So my guess is something will get worked out. Um, but if not, if he's not willing to budge on the price, okay, you know, we'll see what happens. But it really puts us in a bad spot because we have no point guard. Uh, other than him, you know, like we went out of our way not to address a point guard situation. Um, so I think we're handcuffed and he's handcuffed. So it's going to be a real interesting uh, push, give and take. Mm-hmm. Jared, what do you think? Do you think that we can go into the season without extending d or just let him play on his contract? Or what do you think? Um, I think we should uh, take option one of letting him play it out um, because – in my head, anyways, how I think about it is this contract is going to come down to Delo himself and what he's willing to accept. Because if he, you know, says, you know, hey, I'll take, you know, 20 to 23 million for the next four years, I mean, we can work with it. But at the same point in time, he might think he's taking a discount. I think a lot of it has to do with this year's success, um, whether or not he's going to be on this team next year. Um, because has to come down to either him wanting to get paid or him wanting to win, if I'm being completely – because if he gets paid, um, I think it's going to be somewhere that's not contending um, per se. But it really comes down to what what he's comfortable with, um, for me anyways, because I think that 
he knows that we don't have max money to give. I mean, or we would really have to shuffle the deck of cards to make it work. Um, and I think he's understanding of that. Um, but we also have, you know, three superstars on this team plus D'Lo. Uh, I don't know if I'd call Gobert a superstar, but he's pretty damn close, you know. So it really comes down to his comf- his comfort zone with these new um, this new core that we have. Um, I don't know, man. I, I still think this will be his last year. Um, I just have a gut feeling that he's going to require more money than we have to offer, um, just genuinely speaking. But, I mean, it really comes down to his own thought process because if he's willing to take a, you know, shave four to seven million dollars a year off of his contract to stay here, I think he will if he wants to. Let, let me ask you this before we go to Chris quick, and Chris, you can answer this question as well. Do you think that this team, I, I would call D'Lo a good point guard at this point. I don't know if I'd call him elite. I don't know if I'd call him all-star. He has been an all-star, but I don't, good point guard. Do you think this team can be a contender with just an average run-of-the-mill point guard, like lower than D'Lo? What do you think, uh, Jared? Um... It depends who it is, I guess. Um, sure. you, you, you know, you got you to say, you know, look at things here. We got between between D'Lo, Cat, and Ant, we have probably at least 45 shots a game um, already taken up on the board for us. So, I mean, if we get a, a younger guy that's going to try and cut into them, those two young superstars' shot selection, then, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's going to be – Matthias. It's going to have – yeah, it's going to be more of like a, a a vet, you know, because he's going to have to know his role when he's coming in and playing with these other superstars in this league. Mm-hmm. Chris, go ahead. Um, to answer your question, um, I don't. I don't think we can because, or well, unless that guy specifically can get his own shot. I mean, we need somebody that can get his own shot um, at like a like at a high NBA level. You know, I know people want to say, like, Jalen Noel can get his own shot, and he can. But um, that's, I mean, in my opinion, right now, that's all that he can do is get his own shot. So we need someone that can actually, like, be on the court, but, you know, for the, for, as a starter's minutes, but has a skill set to get his own shot. Um, the thing about D'Lo is this is going to be a huge year for him, not only just to get his money, but just um, personnel-wise. Like, he's he's of the of the play style that needs needs someone to like set a big screen so he can come off the screen and get his shot needs somebody to to muck it up so that he can you know get some you know get get into his mid-range with an open look he needs someone who can roll so he can throw the easy lob or the or the you know the the pocket pass for a dunk i think i saw last year the timberwolves had nine alley oops um dunks uh, this season, last season, and Rudy Gobert alone had like 87. So yeah. just the just that element is going to be so good for D'Lo. Not to mention Rudy Gobert is the best, if if not one of the top, if not the best screen setter, pick setter in the entire NBA. So for a guy like D'Lo who just needs a little bit of space because he doesn't have elite athleticism to get a shot off, I mean, I think he's going to have to realize that, like Jared said, do you want to win or do you want to get paid? 
Um, and this is going to be the best place to win. And he fits, I believe, almost perfectly with this roster, with what we have set up. Um, he always talks about how he's, you know, been moved around from place to place and he's never really felt a home and he's never really felt like, you know, he belongs and some team really wants him. Well, we want him, you know, you don't have to overpay somebody to tell him you want him, but, um, Mm -hmm. now it's his turn to show that he wants to be wanted. Like if you can chase money or you can stay somewhere where they actually want you and, and that's on you, you know, like you can't just keep pushing that idea like oh no one wants me that's why we're not paying me no we want you we just we have to have you at a decent price so um Mm -hmm. we'll we'll see what kind of man he is really he's 26 years old so um you know there's a lot of growing up still to do especially when you become a millionaire at 18 um we'll see who he is as a person i think uh in in reality i i would hope that he would sign a you know a 18 to 22 million dollar contract and uh play out the rest of his career here i think we could do something special now now obviously none of us know delo but if you had to guess what do you what kind of do you think he's in it for the money or do you think he would be willing to take uh almost almost a little bit of a pay cut to try to win a championship what what kind of sense you get from delo just watching him and well i don't I don't think that other money's out there. That's the thing. I mean, I yeah, think I think it's very possible that he would go through this season and hit next season looking for this max contract, and it's not going to come, um, especially mm-hmm. because his numbers are going to be down this year other than assists. Like his assists will be up and his probably efficiency will be up, but he's not going to be scoring 20 points a game just because mm-hmm. there's not going to, like Jared said, there's not enough shots in the game for him to be taking enough to be scoring that much with these other guys that we're going to have. So I don't know if that max money is going to be there. Um, 27-year-old point guard who's never, you know, we'll see. So I would say, you know, he just recently made a comment saying the NBA is full of athletes, not basketball players. Um, if he's a real hooper, he's looking to get rings and, and win. So we'll see. I would say he's yeah. going to – I'd say he wants to win. I'd say he's going to take a deal that's going to be team-friendly and it's going to be maybe – a three-year deal so he's still young enough to maybe hit a big contract if he blows up and win a couple rings or something um we'll see yeah yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting to see where his head's at because like you were saying i don't think he's gonna get a better opportunity in his career to to ri- win a ring i mean we got young guys we got gobert we got towns and let, let's go to towns a little bit and then we'll get to uh, austin rivers and Eric Pascal, I wanted to ask you guys this question. Uh, so recently, Carl Anthony Towns, he had a press conference. Um, he, he said a bunch of things. And he also, I don't know if you saw this, he put that ad in the Star Tribune where he basically um, th- thanked fans and basically said that he's committed uh, to Minnesota. Whoa. Jared, do you believe him? Do you think he's going to be a lifer here, or do you think he's just blowing smoke? Um, I think – I think it'd be here, um, you know, and, and I kind of brought this up with the um, just the kind of Kevin Durant um, trade trades that are floating around. When you have the rights to sign a guy for 15 years, you have the ability to make him happy every time it's contract time, you know, and I think that's really understated in the NBA. Like, look at like these, you, 
think that Giannis isn't going to get by the Bucks. You you think that uh, Luca's not going to get a fat? I mean, once you have the rights to a player, that's half the battle. Um, and we already have the rights to him, obviously, and, and have his entire career. Um, I think he likes it here. Um, I see him. You know, it, it, we really don't know a whole lot of of these guys' personality. I mean, we have things that we we believe. Um, you know, like we see them say nice things and, you know, that's what a pro athlete's supposed to do. But what do we really know deep down? I mean, if I got, if I had a one-on-one conversation with him, he said, he might say, Hey, uh, they paid me here. I like it here. But if I'm ringless in four years, I might be ready to bounce. That might be, that might be how, how he carries himself. I don't know. I don't know enough about him. I've never met him personally, but he seems like a great guy that loves it here. So I mean, and if we're going to have the ability to to keep him in our organization, I think we're going to do everything pot in in our ability to uh, to keep him. Right, uh, Chris. Anything to add on that? Well, I mean, I think Jordan nailed it. Um, I mean, look at Dame Lillard. Everyone wants to say he's like the most loyal player in the NBA, but if you stay with the team that drafted you, they can pay you so much more than if you go other places. I yeah. mean, he's going to be making $60 million a year in like two years on his new deal. That's um, crazy. If he went to the Lakers or if he went to somewhere else before signing that deal with Portland, like the most he could make is like 40 So it's like $20 million a year difference. Like the, the there's a difference between loyalty and just financial intelligence, you know. And I think Cat has more financial intelligence than he does loyalty or willingness to win a ring or want to win a ring. I don't think the ring, I mean, the ring thing is cute to talk about and how I'm really got to drive to get the ring. I would be surprised. I would say there's probably 10% of NBA basketball that are really ring or die. I would say the other 90% are like, I'm trying to set up generational wealth. And if I happen to be on a team that wins it, wow, that's awesome. What a cool opportunity. But if I play 15 years and I'm like a couple times, I'm an all-star here and there, and I literally set up wealth for my entire like lineage, dude, that's the mm-hmm. real goal. And it should be the real goal. Um, so I don't really buy the ring thing. And I don't think Cat is really the type of player, like skill set, where he can like go to a team like to go – I'm going to go get this ring with this team. Like he's kind of unique. So you kind of got to play around him. Like, it's not like he's LeBron where he's a guaranteed finals appearance, you know, where he goes. So um, mm-hmm. I think, st- I think he's smart enough to know staying here um, will help his PR will help his bankroll. And now with the way that we're putting stuff together, probably gives him the best chance of anywhere to win. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Jared, you wanted to talk, you wanted to talk, uh, about KD a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to ask both you if you are running an organization right now and you have arguably one of the best players in the world available for trade. Um, would you even consider making some of these deals um, that are being floated around for a thirty-three? He'll be thirty-four in August, I think. I heard Kevin Durant. Thirty-five. Um, I'll check. Yeah, so he's, I mean, his age is is definitely getting up there. And, and KD is one of the best players in the entire world, you know, and it, it's been proven. But at the same point in time, like, like even like just this this Boston Celtics one that's floating around, it's like three first-round picks, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and probably some cap filler 
to make it all work. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, isn't Jalen Brown like 23? Like, <laughs> I don't know that I would be willing to do that. Um, I don't know that I would be willing to do that deal, you know, as any, and, and it doesn't even have to be like a certain t- team in the league. Like, I don't know if I would do it if I was Toronto, like, because there, there was another team that was like, oh, they'd offer Scotty Barnes, this, that, and then some future picks. And it's like, okay, but does that really give you a significant championship window? Like, I mean, dude's a killer, but if you don't win at least one in those four years, that's going to be looked at as one of the worst trades in NBA history. Yeah. So my opinion is that if if we're talking, if I am the Brooklyn Nets, I absolutely would do that deal for Jalen Brown, a couple firsts, and Marcus Smart, and then just build for the future around Jalen Brown. Because, A, you got to do something. And, B, just Jalen Brown. I mean, Jalen Brown was just the number two guy on a championship team. So, and, and I get I get why, why the Celtics would do it as well for Durant. But, on the other hand, you got to look at it like, you just went to the NBA Finals and went to six games, and now you're you're going to basically mortgage your future for a couple years of Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant. Plus, what we've heard in the in the news uh, that Kevin Durant has said that Kyrie told him about Boston and all the shenanigans that go on there, whatever that means. But I don't know if I'm Boston, I do that move just because. Um, just because Duran, I feel like, is a goner anyway. Although I have heard reports that they are hopeful that he'll change his mind, but I don't think that's going to happen. Chris, what do you think? I mean, it all depends on what your situation with your franchise is, obviously. So we'll talk, I'm going to kind of touch on a couple of these. So, like the Celtics, for example, Jalen Brown, I think next year needs his max contract, and it's going to be a doozy, you know? So the real question is, that I would ask is if you're the Boston Celtics, do you think that Jalen Brown and Tatum is a $60 million combo um, that'll get you rings? And I'll tell you, I don't, I don't think it is. I don't like those two together that much. I don't think they work that great together. Um, I think Horford really helped them out. I think um, their defensive switchability really helped them out, but Horford's got just a couple years left. Um, uh, Marcus Smart, I think he's great, but I think he's declining. And they've got him signed for like what four more years at like 16, 17 million dollars. So it's like, well, it might be smart to get off both of those contracts. Like, do you want to put five more years of a max contract on Jalen Brown when he maybe, like, I don't see him as a max guy myself because I don't think he can create enough. I think he can play well off of Tatum, um, being you know kind of like that cornerback that looks good because the other cornerbacks always on the number one wide receiver. Well, yeah, you, you know, like you're on the number two wide out. So you're going to look good. That's kind of what Jalen Brown is to me. Um, He has a lot of pressure off him. So like, do you want to give him 25, $30 million a year and keep paying Marcus smart? Maybe not. So maybe it might even be wise just to up your game, take on Durant who's better than Brown. Um, and take some pressure off Tatum so Tatum doesn't have to be the lead dog, which he failed at. So now he can be the second fiddle and maybe dominate at the second fiddle spot, and you might get a ring out of it or might get two or leave it, you know. I would do it um, because yeah. then 
you, when if Durant's gone in three years, that's just, now you don't have like if 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 it was the other team, you'd have fifty million between Smart and, and Brown tied up, and maybe not winning. Maybe it'd be better to use that money a different way afterwards. Um, it's tough. I mean, it's a tough way to look at it, but. Uh, if you look at the NBA in a whole, if you look at the history from the beginning, you look at it in like 10 year blocks and usually in like a 10, 15 year block, you'll see like the title games, like who, who won the title and who was, who was there with it. It's like the same teams, like the Lakers and Celtics, you know, then it's like Philadelphia and whoever, then, you know, then back at the Lakers then the Bulls had a huge run. Then the Spurs had a huge run. It's, I mean, almost always and then it's like the lebrons whichever team he was on you know and like the the you know the the warriors warriors yeah so to get to that level and to actually be that level it's so hard to get um Mm -hmm. i think you have to take your shot when you can now like a timberwolves team i would not mortgage our future because i don't think we're right there yet we're not at the door and i don't think we need a guy that's going to be taking 25 shots a game, which is why I think Rudy Gobert is perfect. Um, like you said, there's only so many shots in a game. So like you can't add a 25 point score and just assume your total score is going to go up 25 more points. That's not how it works because he's taking shots from other guys. So um, it just depends on the roster. I would definitely do it if I was a Suns, if they could move Aiton, which they don't seem to love and um bridges and you know some picks i would do that because chris paul's got what one or two years left mm-hmm. might want to get that ring as quick as you can they've got a a shorter time frame um but Toronto, on the flip side of it i think i think phoenix or i think the nets asking price is unbelievable because i think in that phoenix yeah. deal they said they want booker like that doesn't do nothing for you you know well i mean they, as can, a team. they can say that you know I would, that's what I would say too. But like when it comes down <laughs> to it, like this is how negotiations start. One person says something crazy, then the other person goes, "No, <laughs> we'll go down here." Like, okay, maybe here. No, 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 here. Like that's mm-hmm. that's how it works. So yeah, they're gonna come out with some wildness. But like, what's really happening behind the scenes, we don't know. You know. So, so I don't so, know. I mean, so- Katie's a beast. I would I would try to get him on a team if you're really if you don't love the guys you're moving and that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying that the, uh, that, that the conversation with, uh, with Utah to get Gobert was, okay, we'll give you seven first round. Picks. <laughs> no, no three. And then they know what I think it was. What I bet it was, was I want McDaniels. I want, yeah. um, you know, some, I want, you know, X amount of picks. It probably started out wanting, you know, maybe even wanting Edwards, and that was shut down right away. Like, I'm sure it started with players, and our front office is like, no, we're not going to give you our young core. We'll just give mm-hmm. you some, you know, some, you know, some lottery tickets, like the old lady that comes to your door trying to sell you like some ticket to to win a big screen TV. That's basically mm-hmm. what we just bought. They bought ten five dollar tickets to win a sixty inch screen TV, and you know what? <laughs> There's only one of those 60-inch TV, and they handed out, you know, 70, 50, you know, 70, 80, 90 tickets. So what's the odds of your five hitting? Not very high. That's how I feel mm-hmm. about those draft picks. I don't care about losing those. Like, you know, if, if unless everything falls apart, we're going to be 
good enough where those draft picks don't matter at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand the net or the the Lakers not wanting to give up theirs in a couple weeks or in a couple years because when they're at some point they're going to have to rebuild um, soon. But I don't mind. I would give them another if they ask me for another first just for fun. I toss another old like I don't care. Have a couple of seconds. Like I'm trying to win a title, so I don't right. know. Some, sometimes when you buy five lottery tickets, they give you like a, a bundle pack bonus where you get one for free. That's what Chris is saying. Yeah, yeah give one of them. That's what that's the pick swap stuff. They're like, yeah, oh. that, yeah, that's the pick swap right there. You want a pick swap? Okay, well, you're you're literally selling all your players. So you're gonna be like the number one pick or not the top three picks. And we've got, you know, two two Hall of Famers, a possibly third, you know, almost all in their prime. Yeah, I'll swap every pick you want because <laughs> we're going to be 25 spots different. Like, we're always going to be way below you. You know, I don't know. Right. I think the media is making a big deal out of it. Um, and like like I said before, when we talked about Gobert, what I love to do with these future picks is it's every other year. So take take any four rant or take any eight years because you have four picks every other year. So you got four in an eight-year period. Find an eight-year period anywhere in the draft. I always go back a couple years so you can actually know who these players are. Mm-hmm. And pick a spot, 22nd in the draft, 23rd, 24th. Pick a spot, stick to that spot, and look. don't, don't look at everywhere from 20 to 30. Well, what if? No, you pick one number and stick with it. And almost always, they're garbage. Almost always, those players are people you've never heard of, some Euro stash nobodies. You know, they're nothing. But, I mean, everyone wants to say, oh, well, Draymond Green was picked here. And Yeah, you don't get the whole second round, and then you get to pick the best guy out of that 10 years later. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I'll right. take the no, title. No, I, 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 I totally see what you're saying. So I want to ask you guys kind of a fun question. This kind of goes to kind of the year going forward, but I think it will be good for uh, a side video as well. So it came out Vegas over under 49.5 wins. Do you guys got the over or the under? What do you think, Jared? I got us right around there. That's a pretty pinpoint number. Um, my the, the guess that I threw out at the, at the beginning after this trade happened was like 48. So, um, I don't know if I'm willing to stick to my guns because it's the offseason, but um, I, I think that number is extremely accurate. But I, I think if you look at the history of Rudy Gobert, I think he wins 50 games quite frequently um, in the regular season, that is. So mm. it's it's a sharp number. Um, I'm right at that number, to be completely honest with you. I guess I'll, I'll – if our roster changes anymore than I, and I see this team play in, in some couple preseason games, I might have a better stance. But right now I'm right on top of that number. Okay. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Over under 49.5. No, make Jared say over or under. Not this, yeah, I think Vegas is right. <laughs> All right. Go I on. mean, it's, it's a sharp number. Under. I would. Well, yeah, they're Las Vegas. <laughs> Surprise. They're pretty good. Well, they weren't sharp yeah. last year, our number. I'll tell you that much because yeah. we all called them out on that bullshit. But, um, so over oh, or under, what it, is it? I'll, I'll take the over just because Rudy's going to win 50 games. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, over you you automatically go to fifty wins. So, 
I mean, they had about 50 wins the year they went to the Western Conference Finals. Not saying, just saying. Anyway, Chris, over under 49.5. I'll take it over. <laughs> and, and I don't even – but part of it is I don't really care about wins. Like, wins doesn't mean anything to me. I wish that they went by, like, rank in the West because, I don't know, wins – I never look at, like, wins. Like, that doesn't – like – Sure. Season to season to season, it's so it varies so much. Like the sixth seed could be fifty wins one year. I don't know. Right. Like I'd say over because if Vegas thinks that, I think that we're better than what Vegas thinks. I mean, I think we're going to be really good, like really, so really good. Um, I think Rudy Gobert. People are super underestimating what he can give without taking anything away. Like what he can add, he can add all the stats that he normally gets without taking anything away from anybody else. Like that seems, it seems like that doesn't really mean anything, but it's so important, you know? And, and I think like, watch what happens with new Orleans this year when they get Zion back, watch how adding a 25 point scorer really isn't going to help them too much because it's going to take all the ISO that, that, um, that big long cat Ingram has. Or, Ingram, or, yeah. What's his name? Yeah. All of Brandon his, Ingram, all of yeah. his play. It's going to drop his points per game six points. It's going to drop McCollum's points five, six points. It's, it's going, going to, to cut into Valanciunas too. You know, just yeah, another big body. So now you lose 15 points out of three guys. And are you really like, you know, how much are you really adding? So mm-hmm. um, the, with Gobert, he's not taking shots. Like you're not running ISO plays for Gobert. Like right. he's getting, he shoots 75%, dude. let me say that again 75% that's unbelievable same I mean come on dude like you tell me that I mean all basically all he's replacing is is you know v8 you know like yeah okay you know (laughs) I'll take that yeah so I, I want to bring this up because you mentioned how much wins fluctuate from season to season. I, I always remember this season uh, looking at the 2014 West standings. I mean, the eight seed right there has right. 49 wins. Like that's 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 crazy, dude. How about how said, about 48 for the ninth? Yeah, they didn't make the, <laughs> and they, they didn't, didn't make the there playoffs. There was no playing back then, so. That's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, I don't and know. The, the, the West will probably be that good again. Yeah. This year, yeah. the West is they'll beat you know, each other. Up. Yeah, unless yeah. stars get hurt, which I mean, who knows? You know, right. tell me, are the Lakers going to be a top three seed? Well, now that's different. You know, are you know, is Michael Porter yeah. Jr. is his back going to not fall off his body? Well, we'll see, you know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be a crazy. Western Conference for sure. And I just think that makes the triumph of making like a top four seed even higher because uh, of how much he had to fight for it. And, and as we can see, and as we saw in last in uh, the NBA or in the NBA playoffs this year, anyone can beat anybody with a few exceptions. Like we should have beaten the two seed like this year. Yeah. And that was before Rudy Gobert. You've put in Rudy. He, here's a question for you. Here's an interesting question. Put Rudy Gobert into that Memphis series. Do we win? Yeah, probably in, in four games. We, we win it in three games. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, we so you're, you're telling me Brandon Clark doesn't destroy us with Rudy Gobert? <laughs> <laughs> you, well, he doesn't even that... try to. What's crazy yeah. about it is he wouldn't even try to. Like, watch. I mean, you have to kind of really watch, but watch how many guys don't even try to, mm-hmm. like, do something around the basket with Rudy Gobert there. Like, they'll be like, oh, uh, swing, swing. Like, I have, I have no interest in, like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to pump fake this guy coming out to me to, to contest my three. And Well, I'm not going to drive. I'll just pump fake him and swing it again because I have no interest in attacking Rudy Gobert. And, and we, I mean, let's not pretend like Carl Anthony Towns didn't average like two blocks. We were like eighth in the, M- or no, we were like top five in the NBA in blocks last year without Rudy Gobert. Like we can play defense, dude. McDaniels is going to be, he grew an inch. I think he's like, like 13 feet tall now. Like he's going to be blocking everybody. It's going to be wild. Yeah, it should be fun. It's maybe with a new bad boys. Who knows? Well, and the, and the thing, the biggest thing for me this offseason with, with Rudy is it should keep Cat out of foul trouble, which is what killed us in the Memphis series, you know? Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Man, I am so excited for this season. It's it's going to it's gonna be a fun one. It, it's got to be the most excited I've ever been about a Wolves team probably since last year. So Find me another Timberwolves podcast talking about the Timberwolves in late July. <laughs> <laughs> You can't. You can't do it. <laughs> there should be more. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't right. you? I yeah. mean, I mean, you can be well, the guy that talk talks about them come playoff time. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about with the twins. I mean, maybe the loons. I don't know. They tied today. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> maybe. Anyway, let's put an exclamation point on that. There, Jared. Thanks so much for joining us this week. As always, it's a pleasure getting to sit down and talk again. It's been a been a little bit, so we'll be yeah, back. A little bit, and we'll we'll try not to be strangers. We'll we'll put what another one up, uh, particularly if something happens. I know we didn't get to Eric Pascal or uh, Austin Rivers, but sometimes that just happens. And oh, and um, if you're watching on my Facebook channel, I'll put a link to our YouTube channel. Thank um, you. Make sure you go hit the subscribe button over there. Yeah, yeah, hit the subscribe. Absolutely, tell a friend. It, it all helps out. Chris, thanks so much for being here. No problem, buddy. Enjoy the night. Yeah, you too. And this is the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and follow us and give us a five-star rating on Spotify. And as always, go Wolves. Oh.